What's up? Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing it back. Anyways, it's Brandon, one of the kaiju Hollywood bad boys, and I'm here to say, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you're loving it, go to Podzuki on iTunes and rate it and review us. Get us some more followers, some more listeners, so they can, you know, hear us talk about all of our sexual fantasies of Godzilla with Charles Barkley. Also, just a reminder, we got that email at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us anything, we'll read it on air. We don't give a shit. Just email us anything. We'll do it. I'll fucking do it. I don't care. Anyways, here's a podcast. I think you're going to quite like this one. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Have a ball. Alright guys, I think we're at the right place we need to be. Welcome yeah. to the only Christian podcast on their ways. Guys, it's Christzilla, the podcast. Son of Godzilla, Jesuszilla. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brandon Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. I'm uh, your third co-host, Martin Felschman. And I'm the guest, Liz Getty. Oh, Woo! and what's that? The fifth guest, the Holy Spirit. <gasps> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's Holy Spirit clapping, by the way. <laughs> Holy Spirit's got a lot of hands. That's true. You know what he's doing. I don't. I, I, I'm still not clear what the Holy Spirit does, and I yeah. grew up in the church. So today's film was Frankenstein Conquers the World, 1966, coming hot with another Toho kaiju classic. Yeah, keeping uh, with the tradition of subtitles for the movie that don't apply because yeah. he doesn't really conquer anything. No. There's, mm. there's not well no there's there's a bit of the world in this there's some international stuff he yeah. conquers surviving in the woods by himself he learns I mean, how to build fire I was gonna say the obvious thing he conquered our hearts yeah he conquered yeah. the fuck out of those trees oh yeah. oh yeah we'll get to that later though okay yeah so the movie opens up in a Nazi castle as classic all, as all good movies do <laughs> yeah you got some German looking doctor who's obsessing with something in a crate. Dr. Reisendorf. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, he, he wasn't Dr. Frankenstein. He had a name, even though they never say it on screen. But, yeah, then a bunch of Nazi officials are, come in and take the crate from him. And he gets really pa- pissed off and smashes his lab. But I thought the scene was really weird because they went out of their way to not say anything in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which was kind of artistic, but I also kind of wanted it to be like, I was working in the lab late one night. there's not one mention of monster mash and i don't know when monster mash came out but i want to say it was on the airwaves big hit yeah and one of our co-hosts might be looking at it right now white man but we won't say well it really felt like in other movies when they have like an obviously filmed for the western release yes aspect of it but that was not the case in this movie because it's kind of like i feel like this movie was toho trying to break into the american audience yeah trying to be like an, a, a company that, a film company that would be known in america mm. because it was filmed jointly with some american production company yeah the one that had the rights to uh frankenstein uh and a few other things like that i forgot the name of it too but uh as liz might not know we actually watched the sequel to this before with past guest mary uh war the gargantuas and uh it's the same thing where it's like this joint production they did with toho an american company so they could release them both in japan and america so they had like American actors, um, 
the last one. Oh, I didn't grab my phone. He had the one actor from uh, Twin Peaks. I forgot his name. Oh, um, uh, Ray Wise. Yeah, that's the one I think, right? No, no, it was it was, it was the guy who played uh, Doctor Jacoby, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah he, I'm sorry, I was just saying the Twin Peaks <laughs> actor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that actor was fantastic in that one. This one, nice. he's all right. He's he's fine. Yeah, our our main hero, which they eventually get to. So they basically have that whole scene in the beginning, just to keep it on track here. And uh, they have this uh, boy they're doing, like, experiments on that they're transporting over to Japan for prisoners of war. And uh, they're, like, going over all the details and, like, I hope nothing bad happens. And then, <laughs> surprise, guys, it's Hiroshima getting bombed. Well, it's, they don't even have, it's not even a boy yet. It's oh, just yeah. Frankenstein's heart. Right. Um, I, I, oh, yeah, that's right. They, they get into that detail a little bit later. Yeah, I, I do like, uh, there's the clear distinction between, like, uh, Japan and the Nazis were obviously working together. And they don't shy away from that fact. But they also don't have the Japanese people in a scary castle. Yeah. They have actual medical facilities where they're doing the thing. And uh, what I think I loved most about this movie was I could tell something bad was going to happen before the heart happened. I didn't know exactly what. Yeah. But then Hiroshima happens and they do big block letters like, this is the day that's happening, <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. I don't know, I just didn't really understand the point of bringing World War Two into it. It's got it. Well, it's a kaiju movie. They all have World War Two in some way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sometimes. I, I suppose yeah. so. But it's just kind of like that. It never amounted to anything. You don't see any of the Nazis in the movie. You see that doctor who's working with the Nazis, and he's living a comfortable life, still yeah. in the same friggin' life, paying for his war crimes or anything. Huh, that's a good Which point. I mean, maybe that's why they showed him mad that they took Frankenstein's heart. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, these Nazis. Yeah. Or he's like, I want to commit more war crimes. <laughs> well, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that part is... That's fun part. Yeah. But, so, yeah, Frankenstein's heart is in Hiroshima the day the bomb is dropped. Then we cut to 15 years later. Classic cut. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a, a white American doctor working with patients in 15 years from when the bomb was dropped Hiroshima... Uh, apparently, or this is at least what I picked up, uh, there's one patient in particular who he's been caring for for a while, mm. and she has radiation poisoning, and she's supposed to be dead within a month, and she finished up this embroidery on a pillow for him. Very nice looking pillow. Really nice looking pillow. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't figure out if that was like a Japanese custom of some kind. Yeah, I started uh, to research it yeah. during the film. And did I did heavy Googling. Yeah. I did very heavy Googling, <laughs> and then I found a bunch of superstitions, and I thought, oh, that'd be fun to read on here, and I'm like, no, that'd be kind of racist. Uh, so I decided not to do that. Well, I think it was just something to show that, like, he's a good doctor, that he cares about yeah. his patients, and that they like they like him. Yeah, so it just be cozy. Yeah, just like a shorthand way of showing us this is a good guy. Yeah. But he then never cares about his patients again. And that <laughs> no. woman is never seen again. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, that was the thing. They almost made it look like it was something that was going to save the day in the end. It was almost like a Chekhov's gun yeah. sort of scenario. Chekhov's pillow, no one's taking a look <laughs> Yeah. That would be funny, too, though, if they did break the film, like, when they're chasing this giant kaiju, it's like, oh, I gotta go check on Miss Kamigawa. Sorry, guys. We're really close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they kind of do that as a good setup, but, I mean, they also kind of do that to not shy away from the whole destruction of Hiroshima, which is kind of nice. Mm. Yeah, well, it's um, also an important distinction, like, I don't think he's a, like, a physician, I think he's a researcher. Yeah. Like, he's not so much there to help patients so much he is to figure out a way to cure them. I guess that helps the patients, but I don't think he's there to, like, provide day-to-day care. He's there to figure out ways to save 
Hiroshima orphans. Yeah. More or less. Because he even says, like, he was, like, involved in the Manhattan Project. Right. Yeah. Well, like, he's there why... for, like, American guilt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do establish, like... So this movie's forth thinking for its time. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they're just trying to be like, hey, listen, white men make some mistakes, but they're still going to save all of us. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm. There's that white savior complex. Yeah, he's one of the good ones. No, I'm sorry. There's that Frankenstein complex savior. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's because uh, they even like have an establishing shot where he's like looking at these cells that are radiated, mutated, that are connected to the whole Frankenstein heart they've been looking for. So my what I surmised from this is that basically the boy ate the heart or something in the Hiroshima wreckage. They say no, I think oh. it's, I think it's uh, like Frankenstein grew from the heart. Yeah. He's, he's, kind, he's like seen... cell from Dragon Ball Z, where like if there's one, as long oh, as the heart yeah. remains, oh, yeah. the rest as, of his body will grow. As long as he's around some kind of protein. Yeah, and then and then mm. I'm sure the radiation from the nuclear bomb probably helped along with that. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be the explanation as to why he eventually grows giant. And yeah, mm. and as Luke knows, if you can explain in Dragon Ball Z terms, I will understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got through college. Actually, that doesn't make any sense to me because. But does it make sense to Goku? <laughs> No, I'll bring this up okay. later. Yeah, maybe maybe Piccolo would be a better example because he as long he as his hand. Oh, no, 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 no. These are solid examples. I'm talking about the movie not making sense to me. Oh yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, because about to get very offended because he and this isn't a spoiler. He eventually does get giant. Um, if he's been around for like 15 years, because someone noticed him, because someone noticed this orphan there like at least a year earlier. Uh, why is he growing so much bigger now? Because this film like probably takes place over like a month. He was just eating all that ramen. I, I no think protein. It, I think it has something to do with food because yeah, like when he gets yeah when he gets has food regularly because mm. anytime he's like in captivity like after they find him and put him in the hospital he's always eating. Oh yeah, he's, he's always like motioning like he wants more. You're so right. yeah, before like when he was in Hiroshima as a tiny baby, he was mm. probably only able to get like rats and shit to yeah. eat. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I should clarify the ramen. The ramen thing wasn't a racist joke. It doesn't have a lot of protein. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I, I do think it's a little, like. I want to say that real quick. Okay, so for 15 years now, Frankenstein Hart grew into a child and has been running around by itself and eating rats and stuff. But uh, I mean, we know it's eating small animals because they find it. They find out about it when uh, what's the female assistant's name? Oh, that was uh, Suiko. Yeah, Suiko is Dr. Bowen, who's the white guy. It's, it's yeah, She's his assistant, and she's leaving the lab one day, and she comes across a dude who's, like, chasing someone. It looked like he was jerking it. I mean, yeah. not, not even joking yeah. or trying to be crass. His pants were, like, kind of weirdly down or something. Well, yeah. I guess it's because he had, like, a dog chain leash. So he's getting real freaky. And was holding it, holding it, like, right around his waist. So yeah. it looked like he was, like, pulling up his pants and, like, trying to do his belt. But, like, apparently the young Frankenstein had stolen his dog yeah. and eaten it. That sounds like a term for masturbation. Young Frankenstein <laughs> stole my dog, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's why we get the next scene where they're, like, a, uh, they're in, like, a school and they find a rabbit carcass. Yeah, they, they have a lot of brutal shots in this film. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, kind of fun. a lot of just animal mutilation. Japan's really into that. Aren't we all, though? No. <laughs> I, sh- I should clarify, I keep saying Liz not, and I point to her like she knows, and I realize we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start getting more visual components for this one. A uh, slideshow. Yeah, oh man, that would be really Companion. fun. 
Every time I see, like, oh, it's a visual podcast, I'm like, this isn't a show, idiots. Like, whenever I see that for promotion for, like, Max Fun things they're doing or something. Uh, anyways. Groundbreaking. Uh, back to the story is they basically, Sueko and Dr. Bowen reach out to the kid, and he kind of warms up to him. So they start being like, oh, I th- we think this is the Frankenstein thing. Well, the way they find him is pretty weird because, like, Dr. Bowen goes over to Sueko's apartment. For, for it's her birthday, I think. He's about to make it her birthday, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what I can gather, it's just a kimono party. And that's what it looks like. She's wearing a nice kimono. He's wearing a bathrobe yeah. and a cummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> the western kimono. Yeah, and like he's clumsily hiding these flowers behind his back. Yeah. Like, which I guess, like, if you do that for a girl, it's the... They know you have flowers. By the, if you're doing this, you've got a bouquet of flowers yeah, or a knife. Yeah, I was about to say, it's just yes. surprised to do like a gun. Yeah, <laughs> be like I take protection seriously. This is for you. I, I did think it was funny to see him in a kimono because it's the closest he gets to like acknowledging any sort of Japanese thing. Yeah, in yeah. this movie, because I, I mean, you don't even see him eat Japanese food during the movie. Just that one scene when she pours him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's drinking a cup of coffee throughout the whole thing, too. Yeah, well, just the, throughout the rest of the movie, he dresses like Truman Capote. Yeah, he wears <laughs> the exact same suit for the entire rest of the movie. Yeah, like a, like a, like, not even camel hair. It's like a, it's not white, but it's like, it's close. It's, like a, tan. it's a tan color, yeah. can get to white. Ooh, and, and a tribbly hat. Yeah, a tribbly <laughs> or a trilby. I, this sounds trilby. like, oh. anything you think of what I'm thinking? Yeah, I don't know. I think, no. I think it sounds like a Mother of Paul's Drag Race. Mother of Paul's Drag Race. <laughs> thing is uh there's a lot of fun jingles we do for this so you're gonna be like oh there's a fun jingle after what we just said <laughs> yeah i love a good jingle <laughs> yeah. so liz what are you thinking about the fashion for this film Ooh. Think yeah <laughs> uh the girl killed every scene yeah like, she did oh my god she had always just like one key color mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh even though sometimes her outfit was exactly the same just a different color yeah. I kind of like that, though. It's oh, kind of like an artistic take on an outfit. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to do these monotone colors. I had a friend in college that just dressed in gray for an entire year, but I think the reason he got away with it is he's really handsome. <laughs> like, what, what? They can do anything. I know. Really? <laughs> Wait, was he, like, it was his mission to wear gray for a year? Yeah. I mean, he was, oh, he was okay. an art student, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. A real Judy so. phone, a funny type, if you will. If you'd said he was a comedian, I would have thought, that's pretty funny, but saying art student, I was like, what an asshole. Yeah, but he was, like, <laughs> yeah. also, he was very handsome, so it's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but yeah. don't worry about it. Man. I hate this guy. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty nice. He was, a, he was yeah. a good guy. Oh, I hate him even more now. No! What's up? He was a good guy! Uh, but back to the, back to the fashion. Yeah. Um, Frankenstein's looking pretty good. I do like his, oh, so, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's a good comment. He kind of, he has, of course, normal human clothing when they capture him, but it slowly becomes, like, more feral and savage as it gets bigger, which doesn't make sense, of course, but still, I guess it does, though. Maybe, they didn't show the scenes, but maybe he's, like, good in these, like, cowhides and animal furs together to oh, make yeah. his little toga. Well, I'm, I'm sure they didn't want to show a scene of Frankenstein, like, hanging dong. I wanted yeah. to see it really I bad. Mean, I did, too. Artistic integrity demanded it, but yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, a- after they get Frankenstein into the hospital, they put him in, like, some kind of drab, like, I don't know, it's how, like, it's like the same outfits they use for the military people, but without the patches yeah, almost put like on a, them. Almost like a weird janitor's outfit, in a way. Yeah. yeah. And, like, they, there is, like, when he starts growing, they 
it, he does wear it for way longer than he should be able yeah, to. Yeah. But I guess once he gets to like this, like some of the like the really bad kaiju movies had a hard time expressing the size of the monsters. Yeah. I think that is what they did in this film the best. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, Ooh, I, a little argument. Well, okay. I mean, they were definitely big. But sometimes they didn't seem as big as they did in other scenes. Mm. I, I I feel like at least with the progression of Frankenstein or Frankenstein size, <laughs> Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. With the progression of Frankenstein's like size, I thought they did a really good job of that because he is constantly getting bigger. I don't think there was a point, at least that I saw in the film, where I thought like, oh, did he shrink a little bit? Like, no, they're they're constantly upping the ante with like different sets different miniatures that they have him running around in. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I would argue more on Martin's side. There was definitely some bad editing shots, so I'm not going to oh, yeah. mm. take away from that on Luke's side. But, like, I like how they did, like, the boat scene where he comes up later, mm-hmm. where he's basically, like, there's a boat doing some rock music he wants to listen to, so he swims up to and he's like, I want a party too! <laughs> and they're like, no, you can't, you're a big monster. And, oh. and they got sad and he swam away. <laughs> Like yeah. This movie was really bad about setting things up that didn't have a payoff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as as we already brought up, Dead Girl with Pillow. Yeah, and like at one point when Classic. he's first in the hospital, they he's watching television and he's watching like some kind of like sock hop hullabaloo sort of TV show, <laughs> and he's really into it. And that's like you were saying later when he gets big and he sees the boat, like they were playing that kind of music. That's why I thought like he was going to like do like a Frankenstein thing, like wanting to get involved but accidentally killing everybody. I'm glad they did do that. Because, <laughs> I mean, the one thing they did good with this is they made him kind of, I mean, as they were going for they made him like a tragic hero. He was never going to be like, I'm going to destroy this whole city because I'm so pissed. Yeah. He's just a gentle little Franken boy. I think they did a, a very good job of just being like, hey, um, this this guy has the intelligence of a child. Yeah. Like, can't communicate and he's just he's just taking care of his basic needs and he wants what he wants he definitely had no interest interest in conquering anything yeah oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) other than his dinner if you know that that boy was hungry (laughs) high five for that Ooh, don't even have to edit one in now (laughs) Uh, yeah it's uh i feel like the plot kind of just continues much like this frankenstein to grow and build to climax and eventually Mm. just ends like yeah yeah, well, like, he's in the hospital, and he's continually getting bigger, so they have to put him in the hospital's prison cell. As all hospitals which, have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm real confused why they had that. Yeah. I guess... That's they, where the naughty I, patients I, go. I guess if, always go to get hurt, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess if they're treating a prisoner, but it still it still felt, like, real weird to see that, and, like, upstairs, it's like, oh, yeah, this is just regular medical facility. We keep our dungeon down there. Yeah. <laughs> the medical dungeon. That's very mm. clean. And I think it's interesting that they're, like, letting people into the cell to take photos of them. Yeah. Oh, that part was real wacky. And Suiko, like, he's formed, like, a bond with Suiko. Yeah. So she's always like, he won't hurt me, hurt you so long as I'm here. But, like, he's gotten, like, violent a couple of times yeah, while she's been there. And then <laughs> they have, like, the classic step, too, where, like, they cut to Dr. Kawaji, who's, uh, like, assistant to Dr. Bowen. And he's, like, they show him, like, drinking, like, I guess it's time to inject him for his sedations. And then all of a sudden this camera crew comes and they're like, hey, we're here to shoot the monster. And then Dr. Quadge is like, no, if you do that, you'll upset him. And they're like, good, that'll be even better. Yeah, well, I, that scene was, like, right after the scene where he had met with the original German doctor. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out if it was Frankenstein or not. Oh, yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. you want to know if it is Frankenstein, you must cut off an arm and see if it grows back. <laughs> yeah, that guy... 
that guy, I don't think he was a doctor. I just think he's real <laughs> into amputees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nazi doctor, I don't know. Yeah, if... no, he was definitely a Nazi doctor. He was yeah. the most Nazi doctor I've ever seen on a Japanese film. Now, I've seen yeah. a lot of Nazi doctors on Japanese films. <laughs> I have. Have you ever seen um, Nazi anime Hot Space? Yeah. That's number one well, Nazi I was gonna Japanese say, anime. Yeah. Well, yeah, honestly, this is going a little backwards, but like, that dude made an impact on me. I remember that guy. He should have been in way more of the movie. He should have been the villain of the movie. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Like, he wants to get Frankenstein back to make him even more of a monster. To conquer the world. Yeah. And he, like, draws a Hitler mustache on him. (laughs) Then he reveals at the end that, like... My name's not the doctor of whatever we said earlier. It's, it's Dr. Frankenstein! Oh, I thought you were going to say Dr. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hitler. Ooh, why isn't that a movie? Oh. Dr. Hitler. Oh, we've got a script to write. Yeah. It'd be more of a, like, uh, late 90s NBC drama. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I could imagine that, too. I love you, Dr. Hitler! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, basically they decide we're not going to amputate this poor kid. He seems so nice. Well, that, uh, that's what I was getting to. Cause like when he was drinking the, like he was drinking just booze, looking at Frankenstein, I thought he was like trying to work up the courage yeah. to oh, get in point. there and mm-hmm. cut off one of Heck his, off. and then this TV news crew shows up and like with all their equipment and bells and whistles and they apparently got permission from... The man? Yeah, yeah, from the dude who runs the hospital, which why he would have given permission, because he was wanting to kick Frankenstein out because of how big he was getting. Mm. So it seems like he wouldn't want a camera crew coming in and potentially upsetting the monster. Which they did instantly. Which is exactly what happens. Uh, I, I actually think I have an explanation for this. I read the film's Wikipedia. Uh, first thing this film says in its story is King Kong never existed in this universe. That movie never existed, so they never knew that a giant monster hates flashing lights. That's true. Yeah. What? Well, that, 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 is, that is a good point. Like, this movie was heavily inspired by King Kong vs. Godzilla mm-hmm. and it was originally supposed to be almost a sequel to that movie because it was supposed to be like Frankenstein versus Godzilla. Yeah. But that fell through for whatever reason and they just and they came up with a new monster. Spoiler alert, a monster another monster shows up later yeah. for Frankenstein to fight. Well, yeah. no, I think we're about there cuz what happens is there's a scene earlier in the movie where it shows up and then they don't talk about it for like 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's Baragon who's a monster that showed up in other Godzilla films basically just pops his little head through like a uh, earth and uh Dr. Kawai sees it and it's like or no Colonel Kawai, sorry. Got to get the right names here. Uh, but he's one of the other film stars, whatever. But he basically is at this power plant when it's happening. And he's like, whoa, I think I saw a monster. And they just cut away from that. That's yeah. it. And then uh, basically we get back onto the track where we were. I'd say almost like perpendicularly happening at the same time, right as he escapes. They show Baryon coming through kind of like this forested city area that's uh, just tearing shit up. So... Oh, wait, no, that's a little bit later, though. That is later. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm having a bad track. Okay, no, so we're still at the point in the film where uh, the camera crew comes in, and uh, Frankenstein is then very upset, destroys those metal bars, and I believe accidentally kills two people? Oh, kills the Yeah, well, Grizzly. Yeah, Yeah, the Grizzly scene for that one, too. Because, yeah, more to set him up as, like, just this this childlike creature because they're dead there he doesn't realize he's just eating his oh, barrel yeah. he, of potatoes yeah and he's whatever the hell it was they were feeding him he's, you can never tell what exactly it was he's seeming real happy he's just like he's just eating and he's happy and then like sharp contrast when you see this death and it's like oh man 
I again another thing I really like about this film. I think they did a very good job of making Frankenstein sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you feel bad for the guy. They cut to the camera crew there. They're all crushed by rocks and jail cells. And he didn't mean to. He's just a little boy. Yeah. A little dance. big boy. They could have made him less stupid. Because like later on, you do see some signs of intelligence, and I'm just like. Like from Tropic Thunder, like you never go full retard. I yeah. feel like they kind of did that in yeah. this movie a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I think it does make it more sympathetic because I'd argue that because it's like if he did have more intelligence, you'd kind of question his motive, especially when he crushes people by accident or anything like that. I, I guess it's the same problem I have with a lot of like 60s and 50s movies. Like, character and plot don't fucking matter. Yeah. If no. you can show something extraordinary, then we make people go, oh, how'd they do that? Yeah. Then that's all you need. They definitely do just barrel through it for a lot of the scenes just to get to the point where, like, Lystrom destroying all the shit. Yeah, and this movie loves rear projection. Oh, yeah, yes, it they, does. <laughs> which, like, I, get, I guess it probably looked good in 1965. Yeah, it looks pretty terrible today. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I mean, King Kong versus Godzilla came out, like, a year before, and uh, I felt this, that movie was way better. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, yeah. This one had a very interesting problem with editing that Luke was mentioning. I noticed too is that like they have so many scenes where they have the fights later, where it's like it's right on them, kind of like the almost taken shaky cam problem of like you can't see what's really going on because it's just like a really close up on the monsters. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you get to fighting choreography, I'm convinced there was not a choreographer no. for the fight because oh, yeah. it looks like they're just doing whatever. That was kind of fun though because he was going wild, but oh, you yeah. couldn't see yeah. that well. That was the issue. Oh, okay, where where in the yeah. movie are we? Well, this right is uh, uh, basically he's escaped after he has the big freak out, and then the whole uh, all the city officials and military men are like, "Oh, we got to kill him." And yeah, I like, did like all the sets they built mm. for him, which like I guess they would have to do that for any Godzilla movie, but since it's just a human with like a prosthetic Frankenstein head put on the top, very top of his head. Yeah. So like, it, it did look cool when they just built like a giant city block. Yeah, like when he yeah. hid in the stairs. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. and that, this is another thing that I really liked. Uh, when they first uh, get him, like, he does for the most part look like just a regular boy. Looks really tired, but he looks like a regular boy. <laughs> yeah. That boy needs some sleep. But then, like, as they keep feeding him, he slowly turns into the trademarked, like, universal Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. Which, yeah. uh, I... I thought it was kind of cool. Well, I, I felt for those I, neck bolts to sprout out. <laughs> it felt like his makeup kept changing because sometimes he would have these huge veins yeah. on yeah. the sides of his neck, but then other times he wouldn't. Uh, Luke, I believe it's called puberty. Right? <laughs> oh. Or a bad key grip. <laughs> Same thing, really. But um, yeah, the, it, there didn't seem to be a consistent design with the way they did his makeup. It seems mm. like every time they did it, like, it was, okay, this day when we filmed, it looked like this. But the next day, oh, let's try doing it this way. Oh, yeah. No, they may, they may have just gotten a different makeup person every day and been like, hey, you've seen Frankenstein, right? Do that. Yeah. This movie almost feels like a bunch of people who don't know how to make a movie did an okay job of making a movie. Yeah, sounds oh, yeah. about right. And then, so, to move the plot along, after he escapes, they're all having debates if they need to kill Frankenstein or not. And then one of the military officials is like, he just destroyed the shit out of the city. And then Dr. Bones like, there's no way it's possible. He's too far for that to happen. That's when they start figuring out it's Baragon because uh, Colonel... Colonel... <laughs> Colonel <laughs> well, I read it that yeah. way every time. Yeah, it's such a weird word. Who fucking yeah. made that word? What an idiot. Whatever the opposite of Nobel Peace Prize, that guy should have got it. Nobel Bad Prize. Um, but anyways, 
Uh, <laughs> Colonel Kaiwai is like, oh no, it's this weird creature I saw, we'll call Baragon, and then they start looking for that one. But at the same time, they're discussing with the military, hey, do we need to totally ISIS fool this Frankenstein? Yeah, and uh, what, what was the other male doctor's name, the Japanese male doctor? Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that was Dr. Kawaiji. Because, like, he definitely didn't want Frankenstein to be killed until they found, like, apparently Frankenstein was able to get out of his constraints because he cut his arm off because they had him in, like, chains. Oh, yeah. And so, like, when they, they his hand was just there, like, moving around... And so, like, he seemed super excited yeah. to find that, like, okay, now we can kill Frankenstein because my research can continue because we have this hand. Oh, I thought he was excited to see we get an unlimited hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that, too. But I'm sorry, I just I thought like it was weird joke. because this movie doesn't have a villain. And yeah. I thought they were kind of setting him up as mm. the villain. Like, mm. he doesn't care if Frankenstein dies as long as he can continue yeah. his research. But then that never really... Again, they set it up, but it doesn't really pay off. And they never really explain Baragon, so it's more like he's just this wild creature that comes out of the earth and he's like, I gotta fuck shit up. Yeah, There's... Baragon's not angle evil. It doesn't seem like he's hurt that many people. Well, he... well they, they have like one sentence of uh, exposition, which is just like, you know, dinosaurs buried under the ground long ago. This is this is how that happened. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm paraphrasing that, but that's about the gist of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do a hard job trying to explain it, so it's not too far I off. feel like that was almost supposed to be a reference to Godzilla Raids Again, because they were talking about, like, this doctor predicted that dinosaurs could live underground. Oh, that's yeah. right. And they talked about, I don't know if the doctor's name was the same. Like, if it were the same, then it was definitely a connection, but I'm not going to... <laughs> i about the God Universe. <laughs> yeah. It's the Godzilla Universe, by the way. <laughs> I know these Christians are trying to take it for their own, but it's our fandom, so... Uh, yeah, I feel like this kind of, oh man, the, I, I say this so many episodes, but the plot's really simple, so we're getting through it pretty quickly, because as it kind of moves along, uh, you know, he's getting bigger and bigger, he just wants to kind of hide, they show him kind of living in the forest, just huge now, not wanting to hurt anybody, but like, also making sure that, hey, I don't want to kill these people either. Yeah, well, he's just living in the, some forest? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, if he, like, is there, like that much wide open space in Hiroshima? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, um, when we first cut to him in the forest, it leads to what I think is my favorite scene in the film, uh, where he sees a bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta hit this bird. So he picks up a tree, and he throws the tree at the bird. Yeah. It doesn't hit the bird, and it crushes some <clears throat> guy's house. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I thought that was interesting, <laughs> too, funny. because I was thinking, like, the size of a bird versus the size of a tree... Yeah. And okay, let's say he does hit the bird. Like, he's going to get something the size of, like, I don't know, a really big ladybug. Yeah. I love ladybugs. When you're a kid, you're just like, hey, I want to fuck with bugs. This, I think, is the same thing for him. Yeah. It's kind of afraid of bugs as a kid. I hated creepy crawlies. I was an asshole to bugs as a kid. I mean, definitely admit that. It's why I relate to the character. It's that classic thought of you see a bird in the sky, it's like, man, I wish I could hit that with something. Stupid bird thinks it's better than me. But then the next thing he does is show how like humanly smart he is by digging oh, yeah. and building yes. a trap for the boar. Yeah. yeah, but I think that also showed like he was building like a trap. He was digging a big hole and putting a bunch of like tree limbs and stuff on top of it. 
Which, like, okay, it's uh, the idea is the boar is supposed to walk over there and fall down. He didn't bait it at all. No, no. Well, he didn't bait he it. He is an idiot. That is true. Uh, he didn't bait it, and he was also using tree limbs, and considering his size, the boar is not going to fall through the head. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to get it over there. He was making a lot of noise and being like, hey, come over here. It was a good first attempt. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think for figuring that out on his own, no one taught him that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I just think you could just go like this. Yeah. yeah, you got him. Yeah. yeah, that would be ooh, that'd be a Christmas scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, just yeah. put his hand down. Looks like oh no, jelly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Glad that didn't happen. Well, it also is kind of a fun comical scene because this is when the military's decided to start chasing them, so the tanks come after them. They fall in the trap. So it's very Stupid Looney Tunes esque. Yeah, and it's also around this time when we get a good look at Baragon, right? Yeah, oh, like my right. uh, the other the second best shot in the movie. <laughs> Berrigan, like, comes out of the ground because he travels like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. He does say what's up, Duck, a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But he comes out of the ground on some farm and, like, eats a bunch of chickens. Yeah. Like, you you see shots of, like, like, uh, cows and chickens freaking out. Then you see Baragon with a bunch of feathers coming out of his yeah, mouth. Yeah, he, he fucking murdered that pillow. I know what you're getting to in the horse. Yeah, Yeah. and then the next shot... There's a stable, like, it's like a weird, like, a single horse stable. The most realistic horse I've ever seen. Oh, definitely a real horse. (laughs) Somebody took one of those plastic horse figurines. Yeah. So cheap. Yeah, that you would get get it, like, the Dollar General. I think we need a new jingle. Let's talk about that horse. (laughs) Let's talk about that horse. And they just, they just... Held the part that wasn't on camera and moved it. Yeah, put, <laughs> in put, front put of the rear projection. Theme, theme oh, for that. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a good show. That the horse. <laughs> it, I mean, it literally looks like they got somebody's toddler holding the horse and just going <laughs> under it. Yeah. But they just don't have the shot of the kid doing it. It's, yeah. Oh boy, it was so good. I guess it's definitely just a toy. I'd like to think that they just went and bought a toy. Rather than making a specialized toy yeah. for the movie, because like they did the boar we talked about earlier, that was like some kind of weird paper mache. Yeah, yeah, they tried a little thing. bit. <laughs> Here's my theory: they tried on the boar, and the guy's just like, "This just looks like shit. Let's just fucking go to the store and buy a horse." Who cares? Maybe, maybe you got frustrated making things with four legs. It's like I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, you buy I, one. Listen, my contract said one thing in it: no horses. <laughs> That's the same writer that uh, Van Halen has. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Same with Eminem things. That's that's the one, right? I yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It's a Google. <laughs> okay. That's what I say. Yeah, I, we we went over. Yeah. And now this is the point where, like, okay, the hand Frankenstein's hand that they had dies because it fell out of the lab. Yeah. So, yeah. And so then I guess they're like they're like, okay, we need to go and find Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me, I was thinking about making the joke, but I didn't, but now I got to. When they said it was staying in a protein solution, do you think it's a, you think it's a jar of jizz? you think it's a jar of jizz? They're keeping it? It was awfully clear. Yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of protein in jizz? Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, it's like all protein. Yeah. Huh. I had block really of, bad sex ed, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Building block of DNA is mostly protein. I mean, my sex ed was just telling me how much protein there was in jizz. Man, at least yours yeah, like you guys had based. They both had very bad ones in different ways. <laughs> yeah. We should start our own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the main scientists decide they have to go into the forest to find Frankenstein, even though they've been periodically dropping giant boxes of meat for him to mm. find. 
I yes, the meat boxes. That I thought was weird because they dropped them out of the helicopter. They look real. They look real different when they're on the ground. But I guess yeah. they didn't actually want to drop meat from a helicopter. Well, I, I think they didn't want to build tiny boxes that he had to break because they're crates that yeah. they drop. Well, here's the real issue with that too: is that the Jack Link Sasquatch keeps taking all that jerky. <laughs> he loves that jerky. Sasquatch is like a good guy now. Yeah, it's weird. I haven't seen seen those commercials in a hot. Can we watch all those commercials for For Oh, we should do that. (laughs) Who's fifteen minutes? Yes. (laughs) Who's the biggest beef jerky comedian in the Chicago scene? Uh, me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like how you said that. Kind of like a a Sasquatch too. (laughs) Me. Anyways, so I feel like we should just get to the kind of climax of the film, which is basically this, you guys are never going to guess this, the big monsters fight. <laughs> and boy, how do you do that? Yeah, well, Baragon, like, they're looking for Frankenstein, then Baragon shows up and is about to hurt, what's her name? Uh, Suiko. Yeah, Suiko, and then Frankenstein comes in, and it starts the fight that caps off the rest of the movie, and... Yeah. It's a boring fight. It is. I, I mean, There's some cool things for the scenes, though. They do, like, a whole a giant forest fire that takes place, and they shot that pretty well. Ah. Well, it's, it's the problem of having, like, Frankenstein be your main monster, because Baragon can do all this cool shit. Mm. It can burrow. It can shoot radiation out of its mouth. Its, it's horn, horn lights, lights up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can jump real good. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, 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 those there are only a few jumping scenes, but each time I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Yeah, yeah. But all Frankenstein can do is like do a do us. a Kirk like double handed punch <laughs> on his back and try and grab his tail like Mario and Bowser. It was a lot like that. He was very, um, very Bowser And at least twice he just jumped up on Baragon's back, which like it should be noted like the Baragon costume is clearly just a dude. On all fours, mm-hmm. walking around the same way they do Angoras. As he keeps whispering himself, I've been a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we could hear that. Uh, I should say one thing, too, uh, is that during the fight, one really brutal thing happens is when they're towards the end of it, Frankenstein fucking scalps Baragon. Yeah. He, it's a barehanded scalp, too. Yeah. Like, he yeah. just fucking takes the top of his skull and rips it well, off. I mean, it. he kills it by snapping its neck, and, like, this is, like, this is such a clear death. Yeah. In one of these kaiju movies. And then, uh, basically the fire starts consuming everything, and for some reason the earth gives out. Well, yeah, we we should explain the forest is on fire, because in order to fight Baragon at one point, Godzilla went and made some torches, because he had a fire going Uh, in his little... Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Godzilla's Frankenstein. Yeah, (laughs) Frankenstein. I think, I don't think that's the first time I've said Godzilla when I mean Frankenstein tonight. Yeah. (laughs) I think on the podcast, yes. Yeah. Oh, there. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so Frankenstein sets the forest on fire yeah. by accident, but it is his fault. Yeah, he's yeah. a dummy. Um, but basically, they both get consumed by a fire, and it ends with one of the best lines ever, which is like, Frankenstein might be dead, but his heart will go on. <laughs> well, they're not even killed by the fire. Yeah. There's like an earthquake. The earth just swallows yeah. them up. Mother Nature really wanted that motherfucker dead. Yeah. It's what seen- a- 
weird existential film when you think about it because almost all these are weird acts of God taking place Baragon showing up the earthquake mm-hmm. the irradiated heart becoming a man it's like Kafka wrote this shit man yeah Kafka would have written something way better I didn't yeah. like it <laughs> we're getting into that part of the review now yeah. Yeah. Kafka, Kafka wrote the world's first animorphs book okay yeah. Kafka knows shit that's true and then I mean we basically can say that that's the summary of the plot because after the fight's done they say that and there you go yeah it's, it's, it's like I mentioned right after like the era of the 60s when movies could just end. Yeah. Like, just, that's how movies ended. Just the end would yeah. pop up. And I just love that they say that his heart will go and I just heard the near <laughs> far wherever Frankenstein is. <laughs> um, I gotta say though this actually set it up for uh, before we get to the reviews for The War of the Gargantua was pretty well even oh, though yeah. we watched them out of order. And I think it's still one of my favorite kaiju films we watched out of the bunch. Oh definitely. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that but I do have to say like I feel like War of the Gargantua is barely a sequel because they don't make any reference to Frankenstein, yeah. which like I well, think was smart because there's no reason this should be Frankenstein. <laughs> I, I was reading on the Wikipedia like while we were watching it because I was like, oh, I remember War of the Gargantua. Let me read a little bit about this. Apparently, they were trying to avoid that because they thought it would be like really weird for a U.S. market. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I thought it was because of like licensing issues. Well, they, they briefly say too. at the beginning of the film that basically they're the two monsters split from the cells left from Frankenstein. Yeah, so yeah. then one is good and one is bad. Plus yeah. they're furry. Yeah. And, uh, and colored. Real cute yeah. boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But War of the Gargantua was way better made than this movie was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. Hmm. So, Liz, for our rating system. Yes. Are you familiar with the Mortal Kombat series? <laughs> I know it by name. Do you remember that forearm guy, Goro? No. Okay, well, <laughs> here's the thing with Goro. He's got four arms. I'll get you a picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, he, oh, I heard about it from a friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, we don't want to do two thumbs up. We're going with the Goro system. You've got four thumbs to use any way you want. You could do four thumbs up, four thumbs down, oh, two shit. thumbs up, two thumbs doing nothing, maybe like three thumbs up, one's giving you a little finger because it was a good movie, but a little Ooh. naughty. I like his abs. Yeah, he's, and oh, his he's built. hair? Well, yeah. Or pinchers? No, that's, that's a ponytail. Yeah. Okay. Just that classic '90s uh, ponytail going on. Yeah, he he was fun because every other character in Mortal, Mortal Kombat was a real person digitized, and then he was claymation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Video games are fun. Yeah, Midway did a good job, you know, getting it all together. Yeah. So I think I'll kick it off. Uh, I'm gonna give this two thumbs up, two thumbs doing nothing because Goro's like kind of enjoyed it, but it wasn't that good. So he's just perfectly right in the middle. Sounds good. I'm and gonna... that's my opinion. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this film uh, Gore given uh, one thumb up, uh, one okay sign, uh, one hand doing nothing, and the other hand uh, flipping through a magazine. Because he was a little oh, bored during this film. This one's really good. I like. See, this review system's good. This is good. It's, yeah. it's multi-layered. Yeah. Uh, he was a little bored during this film, but he overall enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 I like that one. How about I'll just give four hands doing that? Uh... Yeah. The, 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 Jewish Goro. The word, the word uh, Larry David Goro. Yeah. <laughs> the word I would use to describe this movie is benign. Yeah. That's it is exactly what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. And fuck it. Oh, Goro, <laughs> you're such a goyim. <laughs> I, I, I guess I do want to say, like, if we hadn't been watching it for the podcast, I don't think I would have made it through it. Yeah. I probably would have shut it off mm. pretty like halfway through I did fall asleep for a little bit (laughs) I I think I would have finished it yeah Uh, I'm gonna give it one thumb 
each direction. Oh, one nice. up, one down, and then two touch and tips. Oh, Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Easy thumbs. Yeah, yeah I had fun. Yeah. yeah. That's a good time. Learned a lot. Got to watch with my buds. Oh, yeah. Buds. Yeah. I think that's the the true nice thing about this is that I'm not just watching this alone for my research for this podcast or whatever. Uh, never get. Oh, well, I guess we can peek behind the curtains for our listeners. Basically, watch all these before we talk about it right away. Yeah, so they're all just fresh. Mm-hmm. And I think I I especially like this film because it wasn't. It didn't make me angry like some of yeah. the past couple of films we've watched. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this. Yeah, I think Luke Luke said it very well. It was it was benign, but I think it had some actual moments of heart, and I thought some of the actual set design was really cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But overall, yeah, it's like yeah, it's I, okay. I, yeah. There's definitely one hand flipping through a magazine. I gotta agree with mm. that. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. I feel like it's a mistake to have like a monster be mainly just a guy. With the exception of little prosthetics on the top of his head. Luke, I think... Luke, who's the real monster? Also, when you said that, made me think of a new rapper named Little Prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> little Peep's brother. Little oh, man. Prosthetics. Yeah, he funny. just rap about kaiju movies and 80s horror films. Yeah, please tweet that. I will. Uh, we, don't we already have enough rappers that just talk about kaiju movies and horror well, movies? Here's, okay, this is a very They're weird tangent, enough. but... I don't know if it's a new presidents with rapper names, but for some reason, all of the late 2010s have been like Little in the name. You got Little Pump, Little Peep, mm-hmm. uh, Little Zanny. There's a few others too. Uh, little Zane. Little Zane. <laughs> Bobby Wayne. Little Little Billy Zane. Little Billy Zane. Yeah, I was going to say Billy Zane too. <laughs> Is Billy, Billy Zane, Zane the one with alopecia? Uh, I don't know. He's just the one who I fucking hate. He's got a smug piece of shit face. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Billy Zane. I'm just indifferent. Wow, these, yeah. these two guys really hate Zane. I don't yeah, hate Zane at all, I, but I could see why you could see him and think, like, that guy looks like a dick. Thank you for understanding my uh, hatred. Yeah. Uh-huh. Plus, he was in The Phantom, so... Yeah, that, that was the main uh, reason. Liz, thank you. the opera. Yeah. And Liz, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> uh, he did play the white Christian villain... And this Iraqi movie, Valley of the Wolves, Iraq. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it a few yeah. times. That's a good one, man. Yeah, which, like, I... This might sound gross, but I have more respect for him for doing that yeah. than huh. The Phantom. <laughs> I, if anyone respects him for The Phantom, they're a dumb person. <laughs> Probably Alec Baldwin since he was in The Shadow. <laughs> it's so weird those came out in the same year. Uh, anyways, that brings us to our favorite segment, which, of course, Stupid Games. Stupid games. There's a really great Quit jingle. Playing stupid games, games with, with my heart. heart. Yeah, oh. we're gonna start just singing all their jingles so you can hear what they're gonna sound like. When oh, thank you. Oh, no, they sound better in, pro- in post production, but I still like singing them. There's another rapper, Post Malone. Yeah, they're all over this episode. Oh. Um, so the first one, as you might have heard with the clicky clackies, is we got these nine volts here. And we've simply just lick a knife. Do I have to lick them? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, number one, it is a theme in all kaiju things. movies that we've seen so far. Electricity plays a role. Because even <gasps> in the beginning of the film, they're That's like, true. hey, Frankenstein was brought to life by electricity, and now his heart beats forever. Um, in every other kaiju film, electricity, thunder, lightning, uh, just a fucking power box, electricity happens. So, yeah, according Na- to this... Uh, nature is a character. Yes. Sure. Uh, 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 finds... These are all very you know, warm. It, Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luke was holding the whole episode. So warmed him up just for our tongues. Good right, this is the only reason I do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, good out. news, buddy. Here we go. Three, two, tongue. Ooh. Ooh. I feel a little stronger this time. A little time. bite. A little yeah. bite. 
I feel like we're becoming 9-volt connoisseurs slowly. Oh, this is very... Like, is it oaky, I want to say? Mm. Oaky. It feels like best on the side. Sharp. Yeah. Oh, oh this, is a, this is a 2015. Good year. <laughs> good year. <laughs> good year for the 9-volts. Yeah, it's putting together this 9-volt charcuterie before we start it. <laughs> Go for it. Guys, yeah, Luke's paying, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. I will not fix it in post. You, you don't have to fix anything in post. I do sometimes. You can't, you can't fix a dick in post. Yeah. That's not I actually, way. I do fix a lot of coughs in post. Oh, that's good. That's not yeah. interesting, though, in any way. <laughs> I just realized I said that out loud. Hey, Podzuki fans, peek behind the Iron Curtain right here. We're all communists. <laughs> As you should be. I mean, in this day and age, look at late capitalism. It's destroying all of us. Anyways. Really is. <laughs> I think the next... Fuck, I gotta vamp. You gotta vamp now, too, because I gotta grab my phone, because we gotta play another... I might edit this part. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you say that, but then you never do. <laughs> Editor's note. Nope. I'm not saying you don't try, Brandon. You try very hard, and I love you. You Aww. just you just don't edit some things out. Yeah. Like that one time you put a, that episode where you listed your full address. Oh, yeah, and then I edited it after it went out. Yeah. So. <laughs> but hey, it's edited now, so sorry. Sorry, fans. You won't find that anywhere. <laughs> <Good luck>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> All right, pulling this up now gonna use a tab I had open for the Flatwood Monster, which you should always look up, which is fun. It's a little, a little cryptid. No big deal. Let's um, mm. real quick here. And then we're gonna go to our favorite game, which is Where in the World is Ron Canada? What world was Ron Canada in this film? Hell yeah, best game! Yeah. <laughs> so, a few episodes back, we had on Jesse Nicholas, and we watched Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which we all decided was a kaiju movie. Best kaiju oh. movie. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and there was an actor in there named Ron Canada, which is a fantastic name. Uh, but the thing with Ron Canada is he's in over, I think, 96 films. So we decided to make a game where you have to guess what role did Ron Canada play in this movie that I'm about to grab right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm going to give you three options of what Ron Canada was in this film. And then you're going to be like... Do I get to like look at what who Ron Canada is first? I can show you a picture. Oh, here. Right I'll, I'll pull up a picture. You keep doing okay. your thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just feel like this dude's been in every fucking film. Ted 2. I'm going to do Adventures in Babysitting. He was in, of course, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Or Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Maybe he was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. He's, a, he's done it all, man. I'm, I'm just oh. going to throw it out there. Uh, pretty handsome. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay. so, uh-huh. in the in the film know. Adventures of Babysitting, he just has a name. So I'm going to give you three names of what Ron Canada's <laughs> Gary played. Was he Sheldon? Was he Graydon? Or was he Brownden? Oh. What? God. <laughs> this yeah. sounds like a trick question. <laughs> can, can, wait, can you give me those names again? Was Ron Canada in Adventures of Babysitting the character A, Sheldon, B, Graydon, or C, Bowden. <laughs> I so the there's only one of those to me that sounds like a name. That's what I, you think, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Graydon because his hair is gray. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna go with Young Sheldon. And then look, what are you thinking? What? Who's <laughs> gone with what? Brownden. Brownden. Guys, guess who figured it out? His hair is gray. His name was Graydon. <laughs> I got. I got to show. I uh, think. I think the guest has won this game like every time we've done it so far. I got to show you here tomorrow. Look how stupid that name is. 
It's just spelled G-R-A-Y-D-O-N. That's not a name. Huh. Man, Adventures in Babysitting got lazy. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. This character's name is just Smorg. Uh, Smorg? No, it's not. I wish it was. Oh. Uh-huh. It was like, yeah, this is the character that dies in the movie. <laughs> just five Fs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a name in eventually. Uh, I just noticed the actor who they have that plays like a Thor character in Adventures Maybe Sitting isn't named Thor in it, so... Oh, is his name Chris Higgins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fuck this film. <laughs> and that's been yet another successful round of Where in the World is Ron Canada? Jeez, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think about... It. Oh, why am I forgetting this one? Our most classic segment for those stupid games. You, you think about what's the deal with these kaijus? What's, what's the deal with these kaijus? No, no, What's the deal with these kaijus? Another great jingle. So, we have an ongoing list of things we've argued that are kaijus. Um, So we have a list of things that are kaijus, things that we've agreed that are not kaijus, things that are Jews. Um, Um, And then we have the list of... Oh, then we have Schindler's List. (laughs) Then we have Maybe Jew. And then we have I Don't Care. Yeah. Um, so things that we have agreed are kaijus, um, we've got, uh, The Thing, John Carpenter, um, we've got American Capitalism, we've got Luke, uh, the concept of Take My Wife Please jokes, <laughs> things that we have under not kaiju, um, Galactus, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, the Beatles and the Monkeys, uh-huh. Shrek, and My Ex-Wife. <laughs> Don't get me started, um, My Ex-Wife. And then Sch- Schindler's List, which is actually just the sub-list of Jews, we have Jesus. Oh no, I forgot we did that. Yeah. We have Jesus, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Zords, and uh, Aaron Klopfer. Klopfer classic. Um, under Maybe Jews, we have Goliath from the Bible. Huh. And then under I Don't Care, we have Swamp Thing, which I... Uh, oh no, I remember that. That was, a, that was a weird argument. That was. Swamp Thing, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about Swamp Thing for a while, because yeah. it's a good series, but... Getting no, 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 Swamp Thing! That's a song. That's a stretch. I'm pretty sure that's what they use as the theme song for the Swamp Thing cartoon. I think so, too. I have to go back and watch it. I mean, the, all the lyrics are just, Swamp Thing! He's amazing! I mean, yeah, they kill it after the first line. Why, why would you make any more lyrics? Yeah, and he fights the Unmen, yeah. which I think is ah. the best name for a group of villains ever. And, uh, Take that, unmen! I think we had something set up we were going to argue when we were watching the film, and I, I forgot. I, yeah, I don't remember what it was. Shit. Fuck. Shit. Uh, anyone have a recommendation for what we should argue as a kaiju or not? The stupid gag se- <laughs> The stupid game section. Is it a kaiju? Um, I don't want to argue that. Yeah. Alright, put that under whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we call misfire segment, guys. I'm definitely keeping this one, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll add a new section that's just whatever. Yeah, man, we had a really good idea during the film too. I uh, I, don't, I don't think we did. I we said it out loud. Like, I I remember. It was I like, think it was, it was something joking. I said, and then somebody said like, "Oh, we made that a kaiju thing." Well, and said, I thought to myself like, well, "Oh, I hope wait not. a second. I said ISIS. <gasps> no. ISIS. How about we go to? How about we do Bigfoot? Okay, that's a good argument. Oh, it was Bigfoot, wasn't it? No, it was that's quite... that, that's what we were talking about. Like. Ten minutes With the ago. beef jerky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I kind of want beef jerky now. Yeah, it works, man. Jack Link's knows how to advertise through yeah. subconscious uh, arguments. Why do they only advertise to assholes, though? I mean, who do you think is getting birth jerky? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> birth jerky? <laughs> who do you think is getting birth jerky? All right, uh, Bigfoot, would you consider him a kaiju? Yes. I would. 
I'll get in there really quick. <laughs> yes. No. Why? He's too small. But. And he's not much of a menace. He kind of like. He like, really anyone. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I was about just, to say, he just wants to be an ape man. He, he can be a benign kaiju. I'm an ape man. Not an ape man. man. No, I'm, I'm an ape man. man. Oh, that's a BK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a BK. Yeah, that's that's what that's what that's what Burger King stands Sponsored for. Sponsored by Brandon Kirkman. And Brandon oh. Kirkman. Brandon Kirkman, the king of burgers. Thank you. And Bobby King. Bobby oh, King. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Billy Jean King. Billy Jean. King. Oh, yes. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'd say like after hearing your guys' arguments, I will concede. It is true. He's not a kaiju. Thank oh, you. He's a big slap. Put a lot of thought into my argument. Put that under Jew. Uh, yeah. Okay, Bigfoot's going under Jew. I mean, I was in his bar mitzvah. <laughs> he he honors the tradition. You're right. He's a good guy. Right. He's a good guy. You know what his bar mitzvah thing was? It's going to blow your guys' mind. Yeti themed. No Supporting way. Supporting other people. No way. It's so nice, right? <laughs> See, I thought, was, I thought it was going to be huge hands. Yeah. Aren't you know they the same thing? No. Oh, this is a. Whole, I could go down the whole etymology and semantics, but I feel like yes and no. Uh, There's a movie that stars Meatloaf that was made in like the '90s, where like he's chasing Bigfoot, but Big he just says nobody ever caught Bigfoot because they're looking for a big monster. Bigfoot's actually like tiny, but just has really big feet. Oh, that's cute. It's adorable. Yeah, and it was a bad movie. No, but I mean that. It's it was a solid kind of, premise, though. What went wrong? From, yeah. from my memory, Meatloaf was like in one good movie. That was Rocky Horror Picture Rocky Show. I can't, yeah, I don't know what else he was in. Uh, he was dad. He was Jack Black's dad in oh, the Tenacious D movie. Oh, he was in Tenacious D movie. That was awesome. <laughs> that movie fucking rules. I mean, this this was pretty much like at the point when like Meatloaf wasn't even like ironically interesting. Yeah, he was also in mm-hmm. Fight Club. Oh, yeah. he was in Fight Club. Yeah, he had the bitch tits. <laughs> But I mean, the only reason I watch it is because uh, it was on the Riff Tracks Riff Tracks channel on my roommate's TV. Good channel, good channel indeed. Guys, I just realized we should get to wrapping it up because we're almost an hour and we only have an hour fifteen to record. Oh good, I was looking at the time on it. So, for recommendations. Nice thing. And you just recommend anything. Yeah. Anything at all? And in the I whole got wide one, world? Yeah. A whole wide world. I got one loaded in the cannon because we were just talking about it. I got really excited. One of my favorite comedy movies. Go watch The Pick of Destiny. Tenacious D's movie. Hell yeah. It's so good. Aww. One of my favorite things about that is I've had so many people reveal to me their poor taste because I've been talking about it and like, I didn't like that movie. It was so stupid. I'm like, oh, Brandon, I'm so sorry you know so many dumb assholes. Yeah, it's like... This is supposed to be the stupidest film, and it succeeds so well. Yeah. If you're expecting any intelligence from a Tenacious D movie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you That's my D. review. I love Pick of Destiny, but I think the HBO shorts. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. It's a great movie, but the original series. Yeah. I mean, it's, hell yeah. You have the whole weird wrestling episode they do. They have the search for Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love the one when like they fight in the streets and like oh. he. Pins Kyle Gas like shurikens yes. to the wall, then he rips through it, and he's wearing the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, man, what a good band and series and uh, movie yeah. and show! Uh, and I will recommend. I've been playing this game on Switch about a girl climbing a mountain. It's called Celeste. Oh, I've been hearing good things about that it's game. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a hard, pretty hardcore platformer, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to make yours? Uh, actually, that's made me think. I just played uh, Way Out, 
which is oh, by the same guys yeah. that did Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely amazing, beautiful game, really awesome mechanics. Highly recommend that. Nice. You should go play that. Uh, I, I'm going to recommend uh, my what is right now my favorite movie of all time. I recently rewatched uh, every Mad Max film, and nice George Miller, such a fucking good director. Um, it used to be Road Warrior. Um, Mad Max Fury Road does everything in Road Warrior much better. Yeah. And not, again, not saying that Road Warrior is bad. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is just such a fucking beautiful movie. It's it just makes movie. Road Warrior kind of obsolete. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I don't think Thunderdome was that bad. Oh, no, I like Thunderdome. Yeah. I, I like every Mad Max movie. Mel Gibson's a piece of shit, but I love all the <laughs> Mad Max movies. The first one's a little slow, but it's still fun. Oh, yeah, well, no, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's an exploitation film. You can't... If, if, if you're going into um, the first Mad Max and you've seen, like, any other Mad Max, yeah. you, you may be a little it's, disappointed if you don't know It's got that iconic context. opening line, too. No rules, just right. <laughs> I just love that movie. Well, guys, that brings us... Oh, wait, wait, I have one more recommendation. Oh, shit, that's right. Um, I recommend you follow Brandon Kirkman on Twitter. Oh, uh, yes. already do. Uh, I think, yeah, you gotta make that classic film move of following me on Twitter. <laughs> that's a weird way to say it. And that's going to segue perfectly right into our plugs, guys, because me, Martin, and Liz were meeting before this <gasps> to plan a show we have coming out huh? May 17th, which I don't know if we'll get this out in time because we're going <laughs> so slow. No, be a time traveler. Yeah. Well, I could also release this one earlier since we're not doing the sequential with the Godzilla There'll films. be more shows. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's more shows in the future. Yeah. But we are putting together a show at a place in Chicago on May 17th at 9 p.m. called Bonus Round Cafe for the show. Oh, not the show. That's where... Fuck. <laughs> Fucked it up. <laughs> Fucked it up. We, well, guys, we gotta start the podcast over here. <laughs> okay. At Bonus Round Cafe, a new board game cafe they just opened in Chicago, which means you can go there, play board games, get coffee, drink beers, which is fucking awesome. Great space. They want us to do a comedy show, and we're doing a Dungeons & Dragons comedy show called Slide Into Your DMs that's hosted by me, Liz, and Jamie, and it's also produced with Martin, who will be our resident wizard. But uh, we're gonna... No, I won't. I just bring the resident wizard, oh. Merlin Brando, in. Mm. That's right. Oh, wink. Wink. Uh, but yeah, May 17th at 9pm at Bonus Round Cafe for the few people that do listen to this. If you're in Chicago, it's going to be really fun. Uh, all these crazy D&D shenanigans going on. But uh, that's my plug. I'm sorry I took up so much time fucking it up the first time. <laughs> you guys got anything going on? I got nothing. No. <laughs> I got nothing going on. Uh, I'll, I'll plug Cupcake like I was. You should. Come out to the uh, yeah. Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. We're, uh, we're there every Thursday at the Gallery Cabaret. Free cupcakes, uh, great comedians, always a good time. This past week, I hosted as a Sexy Mario, which is just me in a red shirt and overalls that were way too tight. Seen that uh, bulge on those pictures. Ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Stage lights were generous. Yeah. Um, no, the only thing generous in my opinion there. <laughs> yeah. But every uh, every Thursday at the Gallery Cabaret, um, open mic starts at 6.30, sign up is at 5, it's a lottery mic now, and then uh, from 8 to 9 we have our awesome showcase. So come on by sometime. Uh, also at Gallery Cabaret, Mondays, every Monday except for the third Monday of each month, another open mic for sketch, stand-up, improv, video, absolutely any dumb thing you want to do, come hang out. It is very, very fun. Sign up at 6.30, starts at 7. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been there a few times now. Hell yeah. Uh, it's also co-hosted with previous guest, Jason Flynn. <gasps> big fan, big fan. Yeah. Late boy, late boy. <laughs> yeah, we, we were not after our episode with him. <laughs> He got here at 4 a.m. 
We left when the sun was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's become a classic. It, it has. It has become a classic, terrible memory. We've talked about it a few times. We want to have him back again, but then do the opposite. Have it super early, like we're going to record at 5 a.m. <laughs> As the sun comes up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like our first few episodes were like really early. Yeah, like they were weird. Yeah. The daylight should not be out when we're recording this. No. No. Ooh, no, no, no. We need to hide from God. The we sun did. cannot see. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them kaijus. Everybody knows that. Well, I think, guys, we can uh, wrap this up pretty nicely with uh, finally landing on that good saying that we got a few episodes back. Good night, good fight, guys. Aww. Yeah. Good night, good fight. Yeah. Good night, good fight. Good night, good fight. No. Did we agree that way or is it the other way around? Good fight, good night. Good fight, good night. Good fight, yeah. night. Good fight, night. Because that's what it was night, on night. Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. Well, it's mm. what are they going to do? Sue us? They're dead. Yeah. They're all dead. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Everybody from the 90s is dead by now. Everyone knows that. Mm. Anyways, we'll see you at the movies. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. (laughs) 